0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What do you do when it seems like everybody else is getting their dreams and you're not? Heather Thompson Day's book, It's Not Your Turn, may be just the right thing for you. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truth's table. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your Word is truth, Your Word is life. Presented by Inner City Press. Your Word is truth, Your Word is life. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemene Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in Your Word. Old Testament reading: First Samuel chapter fourteen, verses sixteen through First Samuel chapter fifteen. Saul's watchmen at Gibeah in the territory of Benjamin looked on as the crowd of soldiers seemed to melt away first in one direction and then in another. So Saul said to the army that was with him, muster the troops and see who is no longer with us. When they mustered the troops, Jonathan and his armor bearer were not there. So Saul said to Ahijah, bring near the ephod, for he was at that time wearing the ephod in front of the Israelites. While Saul spoke to the priest, the panic in the Philistines' camp was becoming greater and greater. So Saul said to the priest, Withdraw your hand. Saul and all the army assembled and marched into battle, where they found the Philistines in total panic, killing one another with their swords. The Hebrews, who had earlier gone over to the Philistines' side, joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the Israelites who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines had fled, they too pursued them in battle. So the Lord delivered Israel that day, and the battle shifted over to Beth-Aven. Jonathan violates Saul's oath. Now the men of Israel were hard-pressed that day, for Saul had made the army agree to this oath. Cursed be the man who eats food before evening. I will give my vengeance on my enemies. So no one in the army ate anything. Now the whole army entered the forest, and there was honey on the ground. When the army entered the forest, they saw the honey flowing, but no one ate any of it, for the army was afraid of the oath. But Jonathan had not heard about the oath his father had made the army take. He extended the end of his staff that was in his hand and dipped it in the honeycomb. When he ate it, his eyes gleamed. Then someone from the army informed him, Your father put the army under a strict oath, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food today. That is why the army is tired. Then Jonathan said, My father has caused trouble for the land. See how my eyes gleamed when I tasted just a little of this honey? Certainly, if the army had eaten some of the enemy's provisions that they came across today, would not the slaughter of the Philistines have been even greater? On that day, the army struck down the Philistines from Mikmash to Ajalon, and they became very tired. So the army rushed greedily on the plunder confiscating sheep, cattle, and calves. They slaughtered them right on the ground, and the army ate them, blood and all. Now it was reported to Saul, Look, the army is sinning against the Lord by eating even the blood, he said. All of you have broken the covenant. Roll a large stone over here to me. Then Saul said, Scatter out among the army and say to them, Each of you bring to me your ox and sheep and slaughter them in this spot and eat. But don't sin against the Lord by eating the blood. So that night, each one brought his ox and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar for the Lord. It was the first time he had built an altar for the Lord. Saul said, Let's go down after the Philistines at night. We will rout them until the break of day. We won't leave any of them alive. They replied, Do whatever seems best to you. But the priest said, Let's approach God here. So Saul asked God, Should I go down after the Philistines? Will you deliver them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him that day. Then Saul said, All you leaders of the army come here. Find out how this sin occurred today. For as surely as the Lord, the deliverer of Israel, lives, even if it turns out to be my own son Jonathan, he will certainly die. But no one from the army said anything. Then he said to all Israel, You will be on one side and I and my son Jonathan will be on the other side. The army replied to Saul, Do whatever you think is best. Then Saul said, O Lord God of Israel, if this sin has been committed by me or by my son Jonathan, then O Lord God of Israel, respond with Urim. But if this sin has been committed by your people Israel, respond with Tumim. Then Jonathan and Saul were indicated by Lot while the army was exonerated. Then Saul said, cast the lot between me and my son Jonathan. Jonathan was indicated by Lot. So Saul said to Jonathan, tell me what you have done. Jonathan told him, I used the end of the staff that was in my hand to taste a little honey. I must die. Saul said, God will punish me severely if Jonathan doesn't die. But the army said to Saul, Should Jonathan, who won this great victory in Israel, die? May it never be. As surely as the Lord lives, not a single hair of his head will fall to the ground, for it is with the help of God that he has acted today. So the army rescued Jonathan from death. Then Saul stopped chasing the Philistines and the Philistines went back home. After Saul had secured his royal position over Israel, he fought against all their enemies on all sides. The Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, the kings of Zobah, and the Philistines. In every direction that he turned, he was victorious. He fought bravely, striking down the Amalekites and delivering Israel from the hand of its enemies. Members of Saul's Family The sons of Saul were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malkishua. He had two daughters. The older one was named Merab, and the younger, Michal. The name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, the daughter of Ahimaz. The name of the general in command of his army was Abner, son of Ner, Saul's uncle. Kish was the father of Saul, and Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abiel. There was fierce war with the Philistines all the days of Saul, so whenever Saul saw anyone who was a warrior or a brave individual, he would conscript him. 1 Samuel chapter 15 Saul is rejected as king. Then Samuel said to Saul, I was the one the Lord sent to anoint you as king over his people Israel. Now listen to what the Lord says. Here is what the Lord of heaven's armies has said. I carefully observed how the Amalekites opposed Israel along the way when Israel came up from Egypt. So go now and strike down the Amalekites. Destroy everything they have. Don't spare them. Put them to death, man, woman, child, infant, ox, sheep, camel, and donkey alike. So Saul assembled the army and mustered them at Telaim. There were 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. Saul proceeded to the city of Amalek, where he set an ambush in the wadi. Saul said to the Kenites, Go on and leave. Go down from among the Amalekites. Otherwise, I will sweep you away with them. After all, you were kind to all the Israelites when they came up from Egypt. So the Kenites withdrew from among the Amalekites. Then Saul struck down the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur which is next to Egypt. He captured King Agag of the Amalekites alive, but he executed all Agag's people with the sword. However, Saul and the army spared Agag, along with the best of the flocks, the cattle, the fatlings, and the lambs, as well as everything else that was of value. They were not willing to slaughter them, but they did slaughter everything that was despised and worthless. Then the Lord's message came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned away from me and has not done what I told him to do. Samuel became angry, and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Then Samuel got up early to meet Saul the next morning, but Samuel was informed, Saul has gone to Carmel, where he is setting up a monument for himself. Then Samuel left and went down to Gilgal. When Samuel came to Saul, Saul said to him, May the Lord bless you. I have fulfilled the Lord's orders. Samuel replied, If that is the case, then what is the sound of sheep in my ears and the sound of cattle that I hear? Saul said, They were brought from the Amalekites. The army spared the best of the flocks and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord our God. But everything else we slaughtered. Then Samuel said to Saul, Wait a minute. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Saul said to him, Tell me, Samuel said, Is it not true that when you were insignificant in your own eyes you became head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord chose you as king over Israel. The Lord sent you on a campaign, saying, Go and exterminate those sinful Amalekites. Fight against them until you have destroyed them. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Instead, you have greedily rushed upon the plunder. You have done what is wrong in the Lord's estimation. Then Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the Lord. I went on the campaign the Lord sent me on. I brought back King Agag of the Amalekites after exterminating the Amalekites. But the army took from the plunder some of the sheep and cattle, the best of what was to be slaughtered, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Then Samuel said, Does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as he does in obedience? Certainly, obedience is better than sacrifice paying attention is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and presumption is like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the Lord's orders, he has rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned for I have disobeyed what the Lord commanded in your words as well. For I was afraid of the army and I obeyed their voice. Now, please forgive my sin. Go back with me so I can worship the Lord. Samuel said to Saul, I will not go back with you, for you have rejected the Lord's orders, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. When Samuel turned to leave, Saul grabbed the edge of his robe and it tore. Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day, and has given it to one of your colleagues who is better than you. The preeminent one of Israel does not go back on his word or change his mind, for he is not a human being who changes his mind. Saul again replied, I have sinned but please honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel. Go back with me so I may worship the Lord your God. So Samuel followed Saul back and Saul worshiped the Lord. Samuel puts Agag to death. Then Samuel said, bring me King Agag of the Amalekites. So Agag came to him trembling, thinking to himself, surely death is bitter. Samuel said, Just as your sword left women childless, so your mother will be the most bereaved among women. Then Samuel hacked Agag to pieces there in Gilgal before the Lord. Then Samuel went to Ramah, while Saul went up to his home in Gibeah of Saul. Until the day he died, Samuel did not see Saul again. Samuel did, however, mourn for Saul. But the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Testament reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 2 through 16. Women's head coverings. I praise you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of a woman, and God is the head of Christ. Any man who prays or prophesies with his head covered disgraces his head, but any woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered disgraces her head. For it is one and the same thing as having a shaved head. For if a woman will not cover her head, she should cut off her hair. But if it is disgraceful for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, she should cover her head. For a man should not have his head covered, since he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for the sake of woman, but woman for man. For this reason, a woman should have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. In any case, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For just as woman came from man, so man comes through woman. But all things come from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace for him? But if a woman has long hair, it is her glory? for her hair is given to her for recovery. If anyone intends to quarrel about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. First Timothy chapter 2 Prayer for All People First of all, then I urge that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanks be offered on behalf of all people, even for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Such prayer for all is good and welcome before God our Savior, since he wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one intermediary between God and humanity, Christ Jesus himself, human, who gave himself as a ransom for all, revealing God's purpose at his appointed time. For this I was appointed a preacher and apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or dispute. Conduct of Women Likewise, the women are to dress in suitable apparel with modesty and self-control. Their adornment must not be with braided hair and gold or pearls or expensive clothing, but with good deeds as is proper for women who profess reverence for God. A woman must learn quietly with all submissiveness, but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. She must remain quiet. For Adam was formed first and then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman, because she was fully deceived, fell into transgression, but she will be delivered through childbearing, if she continues in faith and love and holiness with self-control. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you for your word. The reading today, were tough just seeing, oh God, and reading about Saul's disobedience and you rejecting him as king and you regretting anointing or choosing Saul as king. Would you help us, oh God, to never ever cause you to regret choosing us, oh Lord, to be your children, oh Lord God. No longer enemies, but children, oh God. Would you help us, oh Lord God, to be obedient to you, even when we don't understand, What you're calling us to do or why you are calling us to do it, O Lord? Would you help us, O Lord, to never get great in our own eyes that we begin to take shortcuts? from the, the things that you have instructed us to do, the commands that you've given us to live out, O oh Lord God? Would you help us to recognize, oh God, that we are not more gracious than you and that because you are the infinite God, that you would help us to know that you know what is best, O oh Lord God? Would you keep us, oh God, from mentalities of just scarcity and fear of man, oh Lord God, that lead us to disobey you in all that you've commanded us to do? And gosh, Lord, the the readings in the New Testament are just hard readings. They are controversial readings, oh God. I read them and I was like, really, Lord, I got to read this? But (laughs) there are, uh, those are just hard passages. Those are hard passages that cause much debate, oh God, in the history of the church. And till this day are strongly debated about how the application of those passages, oh Lord God. Would you just help us to yield to the Spirit? Would you help us, O oh Lord God, to give grace to one another on where we land on these topics and where we land on these issues, O oh God? Would you help us to do what you've called us to do, to be obedient to the call that you've given us, to find would you help us to to be found faithful doing what it is that you called us to do, O oh Lord God? Whatever we don't do, what, whatever we don't do from faith is sin. So would you help us, O oh God? to follow your word to the best of our ability, oh God, fulfill your word and um, walk in congruence with your word by faith, oh Lord God, by faith, oh God, whatever it is and wherever we land, help us to do it faithfully and from a pure and true heart, oh Lord God, in obedience to you and in love and honoring the dignity and the humanity of our neighbor, Lord. Give us wisdom, fill us with grace, help us to be gracious, help us to be empathetic, O Lord God, and help us to know, O Lord God, that um, even on these tertiary issues, there's no reason why we cannot still be in fellowship. There's no reason why that we should have isms and schisms and chasms. O Lord God, would you help us to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that is the main one, Jesus Christ. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Has your Instagram feed made you feel like everyone else is more successful, more fulfilled, and happier than you? If so, you're not alone in wondering when your turn will come. In her book, It's Not Your Turn, Heather Thompson Day unpacks instant gratification and peer comparison in a social media world. She shares how we can learn to walk slowly and trust God to do his work in us, being more present in our relationships rather than striving for premature image-based success. Here's what to do while you're waiting for your breakthrough. So that you can be ready when it's your turn. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the Word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's Word, but doers.